Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? I've decided to ruin a Christmas song. Uh, you know, like horror movies uh, where they they play a song that's seemingly innocent or has nothing to do with uh, you know the, the, the story of a serial killer, and they, they sort of juxtapose that. And then forevermore, anytime you hear... Uh, you know, the Cordettes, Mr. Sandman, you think of Michael Myers, you know, in Halloween. Yeah. Or anytime you hear uh, Q Lazarus' is Goodbye Horses, you think of <laughs> yes, Silence well. of the Lambs, right? And, you know, so I'm going to write a movie in which the, the serial killer only listens to Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You. And it's it's just, it, you know, it's such a great song. It's so fun, so wonderful. And I'm going to make it synonymous with serial killers forevermore. So... Uh, just, just it's a random idea I had today. So, I'm yeah, you, you mentioned you mentioned it earlier, like that, how you were listening uh, listening to it just nonstop, like a serial killer. And I just picture you like putting on clown <laughs> makeup slowly in front of like a cracked mirror, <laughs> you know, making his singing suit to made yourself in like a Michael yeah. Clark Duncan voice, like oh, I don't want, you know, like, yeah. So that that was the image uh, I had when you when you mentioned that. Um, yeah, and then I just started thinking like, I wonder how many you know how I could really go with that and make a whole movie out of that. <laughs> I wonder if Mariah yeah, would like it. Um, yeah, no, I'm sure. Um, well, also joining us is uh, Jules. Jules, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me on. I love coming on with you guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it's been a bit a couple weeks. We had uh, you know some travel difficulties with thanksgiving and everything and just you know it was it, it we usually record on thursdays so it just wasn't going to happen on thanksgiving but uh mm. yeah we're back uh obviously we did our watchman episode on monday uh although I, we didn't say it on the cast but i was feeling like death uh when we recorded that so i do feel a lot better now i, I was sick all week so uh you sounded terrible t- absolutely terrible i tried to talk him out of doing the show but he's like no no the show this motherfucker, man. I, I, I was like, dude, <laughs> I just don't, right I can't do it. I, I know. I said, he's, he's being a dick because I was like, I can't do it. I feel like she was like, just do it. Just do it. Come on. It's fine. I do it all. I, I do shows all the time when I'm sick. I was like, all right, whatever. But yeah, I think I actually managed to, to mask it fairly well. I don't think it, it, I sounded like I was on death's door, even though I was. So um, if I missed anything, that's why. Uh, but. Yeah, we're back. Uh, normal schedule starting, you know, this week into next week. We'll be doing. Uh, we'll, we'll be covering both episodes of The Mandalorian, uh, the last week's and and tomorrow's. Uh, yeah, we got a little lazy, got overwhelmed with um, uh, doing two TV shows at once, and also, it's, I mean, Mandalorian's kind of like not a lot of depth to really review. It, it's so we, super fun, yeah. but it, 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 yeah. it that episode could be summed up in like you know Ten five minutes. sentences. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. We'll so. talk you know about it, but yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, uh, great to have everybody on. So yeah, let's get into the uh, news of the week. But you know, real quick up top, uh, before we get into the news of the week, I want to mention uh, yesterday, I, I believe, was the 50th anniversary of uh, Fred Hampton's murder at the hands of the Chicago police and the FBI. Um, and Fred Hampton, uh, revolutionary uh, Black Panthers leader, super young, 
uh, when he was murdered. We've talked 21. about him. 21. Yeah. Wow. I, 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 I thought mid-20s. That's fucking insanely young. Yeah. Um, we've we've talked about him, I think, a couple times on the show before. I think, uh, you know, on anniversaries of his death, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, it, it's an incredible uh, story for people that don't know it. Just the actual story of his assassination and how much the FBI actually assisted in in giving the Chicago police, you know, uh, even even to the point where they gave them a detailed map of the apartment and like, oh, this person will probably be in this because there was like some guy that snitched on him uh, in his crew. Um, yeah, William O'Neill and drugged FBI him. Yeah, and drugged yeah. him. Yep. And oh yeah, that's true. And ga- and brought him his dinner. Uh, and all of a sudden, Fred was so tired that he didn't wake up even when the FBI kicked in his door and started shooting. So you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely drugged him. But yeah, it's a fucking insane story. So you know, it it, it just. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, revolutionaries, but anytime an actual revolutionary comes around and actually promotes uh, societal change and actually taking on capitalism, uh, they, they get fucking murdered before they get any traction. And, and their it, history gets completely whitewashed. Yeah, you don't learn about Fred Hampton. I, I didn't learn about Fred Hampton until I started reading, like, you know, leftist literature. I, you don't fucking... Most I, radical revolutionaries you won't, especially black ones. Yeah, no, exactly. You'll learn about, like, oh, Fidel Castro is evil. And, like, you'll learn about, like, all the evil, like, right. you know, foreign... Le- but, like, that's the only thing you learn about them is, oh, they're dictators. Like, you don't learn anything about how they've, you know, lifted yeah. their country out of poverty or any of their policies or... It, it's just, you know... it. It's crazy when you realize that you were taught a completely alternative history to the actual history of the United right. States. I asked my school. mom yesterday if she knew who had been assassinated 50 years ago uh, th- that day. And she was like, hmm, Bobby Kennedy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, to be fair, uh, she's got the year right, I think. Uh, w- no, no. Um, but also, 69? he was, no, it wasn't, it was 68. Uh, but also he was killed on the, on the campaign trail, uh, uh, like during the California primary, which I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, is yeah. not in December. Pretty sure that's in the summertime or at least it, it basically is that. this, this year, but yeah, no, they, yeah. But then it was one of the, fi- it was, it's been one of the final primaries for years until they decided to move it up to help out Kamala Harris, which <laughs> <laughs> LOL. <laughs> uh, we'll talk Suckers. about that later, but, but yeah, on Fred real quick, you, you uh you sent me this clip uh it's really good i want to play it on air it's just a it's just a um a good sampling of 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 just how uh insanely yeah intelligent and and how much foresight someone like that fred hampton had and it's at such a um, young age too yeah um it's it's fucking i i didn't i thought he was like in his 20s (laughs) i didn't realize he was literally like 21 like barely so uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of good audio clips of him, or not good quality audio clips, because most of the time he was doing like teachings and he was just being recorded with like, somebody who also was poor, uh, also an activist, recording on uh, you know pretty subpar equipment. Some like cheap um, yeah. Or, or if it was a better quality, it was like a like much more kind of uh, like slower, uh, long form kind of stuff. So this was this is about a, two minutes and twenty seconds, but he has a lot to say and he talks really fast. So uh, just to kind of preface that. Yeah, I'll play the audio, uh, and we'll, we'll chat about it. This depends on the education. Well, the whole thing. No, but it means this does. You, you can form yeah. this with no education. You uh, can form this, this. No, not the way we're talking about forming it. You know, right. We're talking about forming it right. You know, it's not on the paper. We didn't write it on no, the paper. No, you form it right with no education. 
Let me give you an example. Uh, you, Mo, you, your Mo Kenyatta formed the excellent revolution with no education. And on the day of the end thing, your Mo told the motherfucker, I said, well, uh, you know, you can educate the, uh, uh, hate the enemy, but uh, I'm your brother. I'll help you lead the revolution. Now I'm more pressure. Another example, Papa Doc in Haiti. Papa Doc in Haiti hated everything white. Man, you couldn't put this white paper in front of Papa Doc's face. But he moved all the white people out and he took over and be oppressed. He did, causing no education. And the people that had been educated, they said that we don't hate the motherfucker white people, we hate the oppressor, whether he be white, black, brown, or yellow. So we got to know your educational program to find out what is going to be in the finale. A lot of people, what Yomo Kenyatta is called not a never a revolutionary, but an ex-revolutionary. So it's Papa Doc. They brought on a successful revolution. That thing in uh, the Mahamas was a bitch. Bantu freedom fighters, all that kind of action. But what we're saying is, that it's the end. But you don't judge Castro now. You can't do it. Nobody in this room could judge whether Castro's going to be a revolutionary or not. Uh, you know what I mean? We're talking about things, you know what I mean, uh, with uh, China, the People's Republic, and even at the stage they're in now, talking about even going on further into a communistic state. That's what we're talking about. That was a revolutionary. So we got to understand here the educational program that you have to be able to figure out whether it will go on the right lines where the people will end up in a situation where they can be able to really control themselves. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, with no education, the people that take this local foundation and start stealing money because they won't be really educated to why it's the people thing anyway. You understand what I'm saying? With no education, you have neo-colonialism instead of colonialism like you got in uh, Africa 9, like you got in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Haiti. So what we're talking about is there has to be uh, an educational program. That's very important. As a matter of fact, we are so important for us that a person has to go through six weeks of our political education before he can consider himself a member of the party, able to even run down ideology for the party. Why? Because if they don't have an education, then they know where. You dig what I'm saying? They know where. Because they don't even know why they're doing what they're doing. You, you might get people caught up in an emotionless movement. Uh, you understand me? You might be able to get them caught up in because they're poor and they want something. And then if they're not educated, they want more. And before you know it, they'll be capitalists. And before you know it, we'll have Negro imperialists. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, it's fucking nuts how fast his mind went. Like, the, the connections his mind made. Like, I, I just, I can't believe this dude was 21 and how, how just... Yeah, uh, clear his vision was of 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 building a movement, and the, and he's just for people that uh, haven't seen the actual clip, he's just sitting around a table with like a bunch of dudes, presumably other Black Panthers, like with like pen and paper, just assuming uh, assumingly they're just trying to figure out like the the best path forward for leading, you know, a, 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 an anti capitalist revolution. And it's like he's he's laying out the reasons why. Uh, without actual, without you know, providing an education, these movements fail because, you know, right. Well, he he's saying that like any any bunch of arms, uh, you know, rebels can get rid of whoever's in power. But then, well, what do you do then? If you don't have a plan for afterwards that includes education, then you know you just you end up replacing one tyrant with another who's just going to hold on to that power with with nothing but. But force, so you know he and he says like you just you gotta you know you'll have neo colonialism instead of colonialism, right? Right. Um, so yeah, and then he you know says like you're just gonna end up with uh, black imperialists. <laughs> so right. Don't get capitalism, you get black imperialism. Yeah. Right. Um, and he wasn't wrong. <laughs> you know, Can we, you imagine we just... if he was alive during Obama? Jesus. Oh, good God. <laughs> Obama yeah. would fucking but that's hate why his he guts. Was a, exactly. And he would have hated Obama's. But that's exactly why he was a threat. He wasn't just, you know, a well-spoken, like, communist activist. He, you know, going out there and, you know, connecting with people. He was also an organizer. They were, you know, materially changing people's lives, like, in their neighborhoods. So yeah. it's like... And teaching them how to do it for themselves as well, like to fight back against the system. So that's why he was dangerous. 
Yeah, the other thing absolutely. he was doing was uniting the gangs in Chicago. Uh, the, yes. uh, you know, a lot of the street gangs, uh, the young lords, uh, and a lot of those gangs were being infiltrated by the FBI, and the FBI was instigating shootouts between these gangs. You know, keep these these people destabilized, <clears throat> not organized, uh, and fighting each other, and they're right. easily controlled, right? And uh, Hampton was basically, you know, didn't at the time they they had some, you know well-founded suspicion about COINTELPRO, uh, but it wasn't until years later after he was killed that they really found out to, like, to the degree the FBI was was instigating this stuff and even trying to you know create division within the Black Panther Party uh, and some other groups uh, that were doing radical organizing. So uh, that was the big threat. Um, Jagger Hoover said, you know, there's if, if he brings in 5,000 gang members to be Black Panthers, we're done. Right. <laughs> so it, yeah. it, that was when the execution order came down. Uh, when they raided the house at 4 a.m., uh, they fired between 90 and 100 rounds into the house, and not a, Black Panthers didn't fire a single shot in retaliation. Um, just only one shot, by accident into the ceiling. Well, not by accident. He fired just as well, a reflex yeah. when he was shot in the chest, the guy who was guarding the door. Yeah. Um, and, of course, everyone in the house who didn't fire a single shot was charged with attempted murder of the police who were there tr- firing, you know, dozens and dozens of rounds into the house afterwards. Most of those charges were later dropped because it was just to, you know, scare the shit out of people. But uh, fortunately, in retaliation, the Weather Underground, a couple days later, went on a bombing spree and blew up dozens of police cars a few blocks away. (laughs) So uh, they they felt the the pain a little bit in retaliation. Yeah. But, but, you know, that's a temporary victory. And they they, they knew that they they won the real battle, which was getting rid of this amazing black revolutionary who actually could have upended the system that they, you know, were so well served by. Yeah. Um, So it's unfortunate. But, yeah, so 50 years. Yeah, uh, just real quick. You know, he's got a lot of great quotes, Fred Hampton. And, you know, one of his most famous is just, you know, we're not going to solve... Uh, capitalism with black capitalism, we're going to solve capitalism with socialism. And one of the other ones he has, one of my favorites, is just really simple. Uh, socialism is the people. If you're afraid of socialism, you're afraid of yourself. Yeah. No, I mean, he really had a he had just a great way of, of boiling it down. Like, I, I just would have loved to have seen, like, a 40-year-old Fred Hampton, like, with the, with the wisdom he had, you know, garnered in that extra 20 years, like, the shit he would be saying and the speeches he would have been giving, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it could have been incredible. It, it's really a fucking, it would have changed the course shame. of history. And it unfortunately would we'll never know, you know? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's why they fucking killed him, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. so 50 years ago, uh, yesterday. So, you know, it's almost like we're in the Watchmen universe where like Nixon was president for five terms. Right. We and may as well be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. We get the same we're, result pretty much. Somebody, somebody like somebody in an alternate universe is like, what if there was a world where Fred Hampton was murdered when he was only 21? Wouldn't that be a dark, awful place to live? Yeah. So that's where we are. Well, I want out if that's if that's the case. I want I want back into the real world. But um, well, you know, there was some good news this week. Uh, obviously, as we alluded to earlier, uh, officer down, officer down, because Kamala Harris has uh, suspended her campaign. <laughs> she has formally dropped out of the presidential. Hooray! Uh, presidential <laughs> race couldn't couldn't have happened to a nicer person, uh, honestly. But yeah, so um, supporters. 
<laughs> oh yeah, no. Her, her support. High. Her supporters are, are just real, real stable people. Uh, the, the whole lot of them, uh, cop lobster, just real, 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 real sane uh, people. Totally not pedophiles and, and Sally and Albright's maniacs. like seven thousand <laughs> accounts that are now gonna go support Buttigieg. Oh yeah, for 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 the ten minutes that he's on top until he. What did um, exactly. what did pedophile rock lobster have to say about it? I, I didn't. I didn't say, but I, I'm pretty sure he's one of her supporters. I, he's a cop, and and he supports every shitty. You know, he was a huge Hillary supporter, so I'm sure he was prison guards, barely security. Yeah, he's 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 like a he's like a rent a cop, and he barely you know, a cop. loved Hillary so. Um, I I really think if if Buttigieg flames out, that's when Hillary's going to jump in because because there's nothing left for them at that point if Buttigieg flames out. I, I mean the, the the filing deadline for most states is like within a couple of weeks, right? So it, yeah, but she doesn't have to fi- she doesn't have to win a single state. She'll fucking f- finagle her way into a convention, you know, <laughs> coup. I agree with that. I still think that she's going to do something, either throw her weight behind somebody. Or she she herself will run. We need we need to like. Uh, where's the convention this year? Do, do we know where it is? I thought it was Minnesota, or maybe that was last time. Let's see, DNC convention 2020. Need a producer uh, to be like. Honest. Oh, guys, g- good news! It's in Wisconsin, so she won't be uh, she won't be attending. So, <laughs> so I, guess, <laughs> I guess we we dodged that bullet. Um, the impenetrable force field around Madison <laughs> that she can't. That's penetrate. where we should go. That's right. I totally forgot. They're like trying to like <laughs> extend like an olive branch yeah. to Wisconsin. <laughs> All right, like, guys. Here's what we do. If all four, all four major points of entry into Wisconsin, we're going to put Susan Sarandon in the middle of the highway <laughs> at one of them, Jill Stein at the other, Vladimir Putin at the other, and I don't know, maybe we'll just get Bernie Bernie at the airport. Bernie at the airport, yeah. Because <laughs> we know they're not going to fucking no elect him in no coming. matter what. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kamala dropped out. Um you know, uh, despite being a top tier candidate, uh, she she just could not garner the support needed to to keep going. She was uh, polling abysmally. I mean, you know, at one point this was like the establishment favorite. She was like people were saying, you know, the morons on CNN like Chris Saliza and Harry Anton were like, oh, she's the front runner, obviously. You know, in polls that had Bernie Sanders at sick or in uh, rankings that had Bernie Sanders in like sixth or seventh place. So, you know. <laughs> Really glad those guys get millions of dollars a year to predict uh, politics. Exactly. But so, um, one of the one of the great things about like when I come to visit my 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 mother or my parents here is that like they're like glued to CNN and MSNBC, so I get to kind of like immerse myself in that world just to kind of see how uh, you know how we know it's terrible, but we didn't even like really sit down and watch a whole segment or a whole hour of of those TV shows, and you see Absolutely just how. Not. Uh, you know, like they, they they ran a whole segment today in which they talked about all the different candidates and Bernie was not mentioned once. Right. And, you know, it, it's like it's so we're just used to that level of bias. Right. And yeah. I was like, hey, mom, uh, which candidate didn't they mention? And she's like, didn't even notice, didn't even like register to her that they completely left Bernie out of it. And she's like, are you sure? I thought I saw him in there somewhere. I was like, no, no, he wouldn't. They just totally left him out. Uh, <laughs> like they, you know, and it's, it's, it's like they, they know the people that watch them all the time, trust them. And they're completely unaware of when they're being manipulated like that. Yeah. And he's literally the front runner right now. I mean, it, it, by any metric, like, it, it, so I, I think the real clear politics average of polls is bullshit. I mean, besides the fact that they omit 
polls that are favorable to Bernie, which, you know, the Reuters, Ipsos, and, like, the uh, U, uh, Economist, YouGov, they don't include that, but they include some other shitty polls with worse methodology. Yeah. Um, but besi- even besides that, I think that's a terrible indicator because Hillary Clinton started out, you know, 40 points ahead of Bernie, and then by the end they were neck and neck. But the real clear a- uh, politics average of polls would say that she was still, like, 20 points up because of the you know, disparity in where it is. Now, if you look at where polls are today, nationally, Bernie is tied or in first in almost every poll that comes out in the last couple of weeks. Bernie is in first by two points in California. And we'll talk about that later. And it's just, it's, it's, it's criminal uh, negligence for these news networks to not even mention Bernie, even to, even to smear him. I would even accept that. Like, I, it's just, it's so fucking obvious, and like they're not even trying anymore to pretend like they they're not biased. It's insane. Can you imagine any other person in first place in a national poll to not fucking talk about them when you're talking about the list of candidates running right. for an elect? Like it, it's and, and I'll even say that I'm like, don't you think it's weird that the person who's you know has the most donations from the most donors and has the most volunteers and is in first place in Iowa? And, uh, you know, uh, New Hampshire and California is completely left out of the conversation. You think that would be newsworthy? You know, <laughs> like, don't you think that's weird? Like, well, I don't know why they would do that. She, she didn't understand. She hasn't, she's like, why? I don't know why they would do that. You know, um, but she uh, also we says, do. well, I, she says, like, you know, I don't know why people don't like Pete Buttigieg. He's, he's so smart. Oh, good God. Uh, I was okay. like, I don't I don't know what him being smart has to do with anything. Um, I actually Bernie was on Chris Hayes tonight and I, uh, they, they, I, I just sent you the, the tweet of it, uh, Anthony, if you, I don't know if you can play the audio, it's like a minute and 30, but it's a really great clip of, um, they play a clip of Pete Booty judge saying his bullshit and Bernie responding to it. And Bernie's answer is fucking great. Uh, so I don't know if you can cue that up real quick here. Uh, take Where a listen or not. Send it to me. Oh, yeah, Twitter, okay. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, so let's uh, let's listen to that. What do you say to that argument that there's no reason to to pay for people who can pay well, full freight? Well, I say Buttigieg is wrong on both counts. Number one, of course, when we talk about making higher education, public colleges and universities tuition free, we mean not only college, but we mean trade schools as well. There are millions of good jobs out there in construction and all kinds of areas where people are good at working with their hands, they don't want to go to college, and of course we are going to make uh, tuition uh, tuition free for those people. So what he's saying is not accurate. Second of all, there is the issue of universality. I'm very glad that Mr. Buttigieg is is, is worried that I have been too easy uh, on upper-income people and the millionaires and billionaires, that I'm going to allow their kids to go to public colleges and universities, just by the way, as they do go to public schools right now. Trump's Kids can go to any public school, uh, elementary school, high school in the country, tuition-free. But the point is, I happen to believe that when you talk about programs like Social Security, like health care, like higher education, they should be universal. The way you pay for them, and the way I do it, not the way Buttigieg does it, is I do demand that at a time of massive income and wealth inequality, that the very rich will start paying their fair share of taxes, as will corporate America. You pay for it by raising revenue from the very rich, but then you say in a very simple way that any person who wants a higher education, college, trade school, should be able to do it. You know, right now, that's what we do with Social Security. It is a popular program. It is a universal program. 
bam, yeah, so right there. Bernie just ate his fucking lunch. I mean, it that's it, it, like you know, you, like Bernie was like a professor who had like some like douchey like prep school kid sitting in the front row, be like, well, actually, I th-, and just you know, completely shuts him down. <laughs> like that's just brutal. Oh <laughs> man, but yeah, and and you know, and that and that argument's so fucking disingenuous. Oh well, the, the it, it, that to me is almost as as bad and disingenuous as the whole like. Medicare for all will throw 150 million people off their health care plans. Bullshit. Oh you know, talking exactly. point. But, so dishonest. Yeah. And it's like, number one, uh, as Bernie alluded to in that clip, fucking millionaires and billionaires are not going to send their kids to SUNY Binghamton. They're going to send their kids to fucking Princeton and Harvard anyway. And by raising taxes to raise revenue, they're paying into the system dispro- uh, more you know, disproportionately anyway. So if they do send their kids to college, at least their fucking money went to fund their kids and every other person's kids that right. go, you know, to public. It's so fucking stupid and disingenuous. That's what the system we have now. Right. Everyone pays property taxes and exactly. everyone can go to public schools. But also like, first of all, like you said, the rich are not going to send their kids to public schools. And if they do, so what? Right? Like, it's their parents' money. They're not necessarily going to get it. If their parents are, like, gigantic cunts, they're not going to give it to them. They're going to tell them that they need to figure it out. Some of them, you know, for whatever reason, might get disowned. Like, you have to plan for those things, too. And that's why it makes more sense for everybody to get it. Yeah. I I love the part where Bernie's like, oh, I'm glad that... uh, Mr. Buttigieg Mr. thinks I've been too easy on the millionaires and billionaires yeah, in this country. Was, you don't even call him mayor. He just calls him Mr. Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> fucking great. Mayo. Such a, such a fucking, just mayo. a backhanded slap. Like, you know, I fucking love it. You, know, you, um, you got to watch the clip, too, because like, when he says it, he's like totally smiling, too. Yeah, no, he's like this motherfucker. This, this kid doesn't know who the fuck, he, he doesn't know who he's fucking with right now. Um, but, you know, real quick on Kamala, you know, it, she was polling near the top. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of things uh, completely tanked her uh, campaign, you know, not the least of which being that she ran an awful campaign where she constantly flip-flopped and would say one thing and then immediately retract it and say the complete opposite the day after, you know, especially during right. the debates. Um, she totally flip-flopped on Medicare for All, yeah. you know, to, Tulsi Gabbard fucking ate her lunch that one debate where she called out, you know, the the the, the truancy. Yeah, her record. Where she called out her fucking record. And uh How dare you talk about her record? I know. <laughs> well no, we're we're we the, the Kamala uh, Harris is a cop uh meme or trope is a racist trope, apparently, guys, even though you know it was racist against of, herself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I looked real deep into that. Well, I didn't have to look real deep, but that independent article that came out yesterday that said that that was a, uh, you know, calling Kamala a cop was racist. Uh, it, 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 the only example it cited was this embed link, embedded link, and you click on it, goes to another article and cites a single tweet by a single black Trump supporter. And then you click on it and you go to the tweet. And he he says something about Kamala being uh, Native American and Jamaican and not actually being African American. Well, I mean that that doesn't mean anything for one, but for two, he never mentions her being. You know, he never says Kamala's a cop, right? So they just took this like two totally separate things and put them together and, and thought <laughs> no one would actually check the fucking receipts. 
And I it's mean, like the, the trolls aren't com- very smart. <laughs> no. Guys, she's she's black, and you're criticizing her. Thereby, th- therefore, anything that you say against her is racist, including any kind of critiques of her policy proposals. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say anything you, you say can and will be accused against you in a court of law. <laughs> Whenever I would post the video of people like saying that it was racist or sexist to call her out on whatever, I would just post the video of her calling herself top cop, and they would block me instantly. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah so so I mean, you know, uh, she she ran an awful campaign from the start. She had the absolute bottom of the barrel of Hillary's fucking ghouls that worked, you know, her her stable of ghouls that that worked on her campaign. She had like the worst ones working for her campaign. Oh, um, Ian Sams. I mean, come on, the, oh, the guy that that uh, chided Bernie for claiming that they'd won the most diverse state in the country, Hawaii, and Ian Sams, who replied, was did did the did the Sanders campaign just call Hawaii the most diverse state in the U.S.? It's only 2% black. <laughs> and that's the guy that Kamala Harris hired to be her national press secretary. Yep. I mean... It, <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds oh, about white, God. actually. Exactly. Um, but yeah, and so, you know, her campaign was tanking. And number one, she just didn't have the funding, I think, to continue. But number two, uh, she got out before the voting started because she was going to be embarrassed. I mean, the California primary is on the super Tuesday. It's first couple weeks. She, in this poll that just came out, which we're going to talk about in a minute, fifth fucking place in her home state. She won a national, a statewide, you know, uh, Senate election in that state. And she's in fifth in her fucking home state, which means the people of her state know that she fucking sucks. And she's a cop. He's like a 4chan meme come to life. And he was beating her. Like, are you fucking for real? Yeah, yeah. In your own state, that's Bloomberg, embarrassing. Bloomberg was beating her. Or was coming close. He was like a point on behind her. It's like, <laughs> it's just so sad. It's so uh, sad. CNN had seven like percent in your own state. I mean, my God. CNN had that um, like a panel of regular voters. You know, where they, like they put them in like a little mini bleachers oh, kind of a oh, thing. You know, yeah. yeah. And they're like, so what do you think about Kamala Harris? And the first guy just goes, Kamala. She a cop. <laughs> She's police. <laughs> She's police. No, she yeah, police, I think, yeah. I think they had pictures of each candidate, and they held up Kamala, and the, the one guy goes, yeah, she police. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, so funny. Nodded. So fucking funny. I was dying. I was dying. Um, but honestly, I think that her campaign really started to tank when she released her not Medicare for all, Medicare for all plan, and, like, really started to backtrack. Um, yeah. And then she got called out for it, and I feel like that really hurt her because a lot of people especially ones that really wanted Hillary the first time around or like are just exhausted from 2016 in general um, that were supporting her, were supporting her specifically because she was for that plan. I mean, she toured the country with Bernie and was one of the co-sponsors. Yeah, they all were. They all these fucking lying snakes exactly. were. You know? Exactly. So, you know, as soon as they saw that she couldn't be trusted, it's like at this point, like how can we believe any of your other plans are all lies? Yeah. And then, you know, also, like you said, with the donors, um, they they were, I, I guess, like all these billionaires and stuff were donating to her, Biden, yeah, the judge, and like a bunch of other people. So, you know, if she's losing, she's not getting the cut that they're getting. Yeah, no, the, the donors, the money goes to where whoever's leading the polls, whoever they think has the best chance of stopping Bernie. So right now that's, that's so Buttigieg and partly guys, Biden. Uh, See the you know like the the blue colored meme and it's like where are the candidates on the issues and it's like the topic and yeah, then like yeah. each candidate's response and it was the topic was open the door get on the floor and then Bernie's response was everyone do the dinosaur 
<laughs> and then Kamala's was, we have a warrant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There were so many fun memes. I, I, that, that was a great thing about her campaign. There was that one. I, I don't even remember how it started, but it was like... Um, uh, it, it was like, uh, you know, I stayed home from school today, and then it was like uh, Kamala Harris, you know, a col- uh, semicolon. And then there was a video of these cops, like, violently raiding someone's house, like, bashing it <laughs> with a fucking, <laughs> with like a, with yeah. like a riot up, uh, uh, battering ram. Um, but the yeah. Blue Lives Matter one was really funny, too. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so much fun. She's a little kid. <laughs> and laughing about it with yeah, like, like superimposed, <laughs> so, so like, the, like the old 1980s school photos. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and, and in this poll, she was polling at 7% in her home state. So that's, that's fucking embarrassing. So I, she's, she's preserving herself for a future presidential run, which is fucking hilarious. But that's totally why she did it. Well, she it, thinks, it, she, she thinks she'll a, get in in an off year. <coughs> It's amazing to see like their whole strategy of stopping burning was to have, uh, you know, all these different people that would siphon off just a little bit in their home state, right? And that's why yep. they were having everybody, you know, no doubling up on key states. It was always just like you know one guy from Washington, one guy, you know, Kamala in California, uh, you know, Bloomberg in, in New York, you know, and and that was their plan was to have all these people stay in the primary to take just a little bit and a little bit and a little bit and you know kill Bernie by you know a million paper cuts. And like none of them are even like half yeah, no. of these shit libs are are done, and we're still two months away. Bernie's just singing, "Let the bodies hit the floor" every time one of these people drops <laughs> <Right. down. laughs> But no, I, and that's true, and that that was their strategy. But again, as we've said on the show a lot, uh, the people that run the Democratic Party are really fucking stupid, and they didn't plan for the fact that uh, it costs a lot of money to keep all of these shitty one percent candidates afloat. And they just can't do it. I mean, it's just impossible to to run a campaign if you're not a top tier candidate, you know, six months in. It's just impossible. So by the time we get to the voting, I don't think we're going to have anyone left other than Bernie Biden, maybe, <laughs> if his brain fucking holds up. Uh, it's not going to, but he's yeah. not going to let that get in his way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, Buttigieg, uh, you know, Warren probably, and like maybe one or two other hanger ons who won't get any percentage of the vote but i mean biden's fucking he was polling at 14 percent in this california poll you need to hit 15 percent in 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 a state to actually win any delegates so he literally could have gotten it might may get zero delegates from the most delegate rich state in the fucking country that would be glorious that would be so fucking fun joe biden is gonna win south carolina and delaware and not a single other fucking state and you can mark my mark my words if he wins delaware He'll win South Carolina, I think, because it's he's just running away with it right now. And South Carolina is a weird state where, like, it's super conservative, even though it's where it, it it's a weird state. But for some reason, he's up by like twenty points in South Carolina. He'll win South Carolina and like maybe Delaware, and he will not even make it to you know the second round of Super <laughs> Delaware is going to finally be in play for once. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> no, I. Be- I I just love that, you know, they tried to change California, you know, move it up so they could specifically do this and like break it up between a bunch of different candidates. And also just, you know, they think that Bernie wasn't going to gain any traction in the beginning. And, you know, it's backfiring and I love it. I love it, too. I just just watching the news and how much they're trying to like downplay like California is not a big deal now. You know, it's like, well, it's the long, you know, California, that's, you know, you know, it it, it is the exact same thing as when they said, 
whoever AOC and Rashida and Ilhan um, nominate, which of course would be Warren, is so significant and just it's it's going to be the you know really is going to shape the entire landscape going forward. And then of course they endorse Bernie, and they're like, yep, it doesn't matter endorsements. It's a thing of a past. They don't matter. It's just you know who can, who even yeah. knows what they did used to care about them for uh, you know two weeks ago when we said it it did. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, God. Well, um, yeah, so I, you know, I mentioned the California poll, um, and it's, uh, let's see. Yeah, sorry, I just had the results over here. Um, yeah, so uh, this California poll came out. Bernie's been near the top in all these California polls, but uh, finally he actually came out on top in a California poll. He is up uh, 24 to 22 on uh, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Joe Biden, as we mentioned, is at 14 uh, percent and 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 falling. Uh, it, the L.A. Times ran a story on this, and the initial headline they ran with was uh, Biden and Warren lose ground in uh, in shrinking uh, California 2020 Democratic primary. Biden and Warren lose ground. No mention of the person that's actually, you know, ahead of the two of them in the California primary. Could it be Andrew Yang? Could it be it Amy might Klobuchar? Be. There's no way to know. <laughs> John Delaney? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Um, he's he's pre-scintillating. So, it's just too far. We just don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. So, so Fahy Shakir, Bernie's campaign manager, you know, called them out on it, and they eventually changed the headline to to mention Bernie, like, you know, like at the end of the byline that doesn't even show up on in a very long but, sentence exactly yeah. that, that doesn't show up until you click on the but thing. it's just so fucking obvious and blatant to the point where like you cannot even say like oh it's just you know they're they're un uh, uh unconscious bias or whatever and it, it's it, it this is conscious this is super conscious this is super conspicuous and obvious and and criminal frankly i mean you know i, I it, it's a criminal uh negligence on on the part of journalists uh to just continue to completely eliminate one candidate from the discussion when it's the candidate that's fucking by most metrics in first place or near first place in every poll like it, it's just unbelievable i don't well, i don't understand how they keep doing this shit yeah, and, and people used to get their, you know, used to get upset about this kind of a thing. And I, I'm kind of like, just I laugh at it now because clearly you don't need corporate media and you don't need corporate money to be the front runner. Right? Not even just right. to have a chance, but to be the real front runner. So yeah, just, just the acts of desperation of the media. Uh, I mean, if anything, they could ignore them even more now. I think that was part of the reason why they had a lot of people run is because they could just do a media blackout really easily. It was hard to ignore Bernie when it was only two candidates, you know, they, they had to pretend Hillary was running against somebody. Right. Uh, even though they always, you know, kind of pretend it was always going to be Trump, but that's the reason why Hillary Clinton goes out and says, uh, Oh, you know, you know Bernie uh, needs to endorse whoever the eventual nominee is implying that it can't possibly be him, even though he's the front runner by every measure, you know, just, just to keep drilling home to people that, well, this election is too important to vote for somebody who actually wants to help me. Uh, I'm going to vote for somebody who's a weaker candidate because it's just a foregone conclusion that a Joe Biden is somehow more electable. Electability, that word electability, they keep throwing around like that fucking means anything. It ain't silvers of the world. Well, the electability says that uh, Elizabeth Warren and Joe Biden are more electable. Like, well, what does that fucking mean? 
Yeah. The, right. the, the people with less money and, and less poll numbers are somehow better because it's more conventional. So being more like the person you're opposed to makes you more electable than somebody who is diametrically opposed to, to Donald Trump. Well, and Jules mentioned earlier that that, you know, Kamala Harris tank because she, she stopped supporting Medicare for all. Liz Warren has fucking plummeted off a cliff since she, you know, totally backtracked on Medicare for all and started talking public option. This this fucking fantasy land proposal of, oh, well, we're going to pass the public option. And then three years later, right before my fucking term ends, we're going to fight for Medicare for all. It's like, number one, that means you don't really give a fuck about Medicare for all uh, and dismantling this 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 bullshit for profit healthcare system. Number two, the fight to actually win the public option is going to be equal to the fight that it's going to take to pass Medicare for all. Right. You don't win two big policy fights in a presidency. You just fucking don't. Right. You, win one, you well, win one signature policy fight. So there's the third big point in is is that uh, when a Democratic president gets elected with a Democratic majority in the Congress, they almost absolutely guaranteed will lose that majority yeah. after two midterm. years. Yeah. Right. So saying I'm going to fight for that in year three. Oops. Where did our Where did our Democratic majority go? Ha <laughs> ha. Guess we can't fight and, for and it. And you know what? She, as stupid as she is, she knows that, and that's the yeah. fucking point. And that's the point of exactly. doing it in year three. It's, it's, it's just so it's, gross. It's, it's it's well, not the bug, it's the feature. Get, yeah. Well, that and they also got to get Pelosi the hell out of there before she passes a whole ton of shit that, you know, will basically castrate any kind of movement. She'll do it on the way out, even if they get her out, unfortunately. But that's, yeah, hopefully, you know, the only, the only saving grace would be that Bernie, as president, would have a lot of sway over the, over the, like, they still, most people in Congress will fucking hate him, but it's, I would be very shocked if if he couldn't say do not make her speaker under any circumstances, and if they wouldn't like at least consider and find a medium ground alternative who wouldn't block him, but maybe not assist him in the way that they should. So, well, I mean, and, and people keep saying, well, uh, you know, how was it was great that Bernie could like all that stuff, but how are we even even going to get it passed if uh, you know with Republicans that are opposed to it? Well, it, it you know the president can set the legislative agenda. Right. And, and this can, idea yeah. that, you know, you don't fight for something because of the people that are opposed to it. So you just give up from the jump like yeah, that. I mean, that yeah. clearly is very on brand for being a Democrat, <laughs> which Bernie is not a real Democrat. But uh, yeah, um, no, it's, it's just like it, it's the people that said, well, we're going to go with, uh, you know, with uh, Gretchen Whitmer instead of Abdul Al-Seed uh, because yeah. we know that uh, Republicans will hate him for being Muslim. It's like really, so, so you're just you're adopting the racism. The racism. Not, yeah. yeah, no, you're adopting the racism as a scapegoat for why you won't support the better candidate. Yeah, right. Yeah, and and um, yeah, and, and again, Warren's just completely plummeted. But uh, you know, that's 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 what's going to happen. But also, and, it's always starting from a position of compromise with the fascists. Yeah. It's never with the left. They're never always like they're never going to consider what we want and ask us and you know, try to work it out with us. No, no, no. They're like, oh, well, what do the Republicans want? Yeah, because that's where they feel more naturally comfortable anyway. Exactly. But, um, but no, and to your point about le- setting a legislative agenda, the, the, a bold leftist president will fucking destroy the, the democratic norms of a, of a democratic president because, you know, uh, fucking bush and trump and obama obviously in 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 a right-wing way uh showed that executive power is pretty fucking unlimited like there's really not much you can be stopped 
uh, on doing. And there's a lot that Bernie can do, uh, you know, unilaterally by executive order that will stand up in a court uh, that he doesn't need to go to to the fucking Congress for. I mean, and that's he's, why he's the only one that they're fucking terrified of, and he's the only one willing to do it too. Which is, yeah, it's well, like right now, yeah, he he's the one where they like they know they know Liz Warren's not going to fight for any of the fucking shit she claims to pretend to wish to want for. So they're ta- Betsy DeVos right now is taking steps to try to block this, but right now it's impossible for her to block it. The president of the United States can unilaterally forgive all student loan debt. They don't need a fucking they don't need a single vote in Congress to do that. That's a budgetary thing. That's something that's at the discretion of the president of the United States. He could do that by executive order on day one and has said, I think, as much that he would do that if he can't. I think he said, I'll give Congress a chance to do it. And if they won't do it, I'll just do it. Um, <laughs> which is like you know, you, you that's can really big dick me, energy right there. Yeah, you gonna like, make me waste my fucking ink and my my nice new president pen, or are you just gonna fucking do? It? Um, Honestly, or, I kind of hope he has to do that because the I amount too, of people yeah. that'll help, it's gonna make them all look like dicks, and it's gonna be easier for us to remove them from office. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I agree. Um, and also like Medicare for all, like it, you don't need 60 votes. He, that's the whole reason he says like, I'm not going to get rid of the filibuster because, and, and you know, you can argue about the effectiveness of that, but uh, Republicans have hammered through Medi- uh, Obamacare uh, repeal through budget reconciliation. Obamacare was passed through budget reconciliation. And again, that was the Obama administration's big fucking lie to get away with the fact that they didn't even want to do a public option, let alone Medicare for all, is that they're like, oh, well, we're not going to be able to get the votes, even though we have 59 Democrats in the Senate. We have a near supermajority. We're not going to be able to get 60 votes, so we can't do it. They didn't get a single Republican vote for Obamacare. They passed through with budget reconciliation anyway. They could have passed fucking socialized, nationalized health service through with yeah. budget reconciliation, yeah. if they well, wanted to, they, but they, they didn't always want to. they, and they, they had a majority. They chose to give a blowjob to the insurance companies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, they had a majority. They could have done anything they wanted to, and they pretended that you know, even when they had the majority, that somehow their hands were tied by the Republicans. And it's just like, what do you? <laughs> you think people don't know what the makeup of the of the, you know, of of the government was at the time that you were pushing that yeah. shit through? Yeah, and and Bernie's already said, and he's again the only one who's willing to do this. Then they've asked him like, how are you going to get your agenda through? And you have people like Joe Manchin there. And the the implicit thing is like, well, I really hope somebody runs and beats Joe Manchin because he's a piece of shit. Um, but right, and then they always support him, so it's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> but um, but he's like, look, I'll go fucking campaign against those people if they're not going to support my bills. I'll be like, hey, look, you're in the you're in the Senate. Uh, I'm the Democratic president. You're supposedly a Democrat. You're going to support this bill, or I'm going to go and campaign against you and make sure that your primary opponent gets the support of the Democratic president of the United States. How fucking long do you do you calculate your last then? So like you know, and that shit works on politicians because they're cowards at heart and they're just you know careerists at heart. And uh, when you threaten their their source of income, their future source of income, they're gonna fold most of the time. Like Joe Manchin's a fucking principles. Are you kidding exactly. me? Like it, it's so yeah. I I I I genuinely think that Bernie is is right about that. That to some degree that that will work. It really you know is gonna be dependent, but. Um, 
Yeah, and he's the only one willing to do that. Liberals so. refuse to acknowledge that, you know, Democrats are the problem. They'll, they'll tell you, like, well, why don't you do this in your state first? And so we can see if it works. It's like, hmm, how do we do that when blue supermajority states table their own fucking bills? Yeah, exactly. Or they work with Republicans to basically kill them. You know what I mean? Year after year. I mean, we had the IDC in New York for, like, a decade. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's basically... What is the IBC? IDC. I, IDC. It's a group of... ID, D isn't David. ID, yeah. Um, it, it was a group of really conservative Democrats who caucused with Republicans to kill any mm. uh, Democratic bill, even though the Democrats have, have had the, the majority, majority in the state Senate for years. They've never gotten any legislation through that wasn't a right-wing bill to begin right. with. All eight of and them were primaried in the last election. Yeah, a lot of them lost. Uh, mm, good. Uh, and, uh, and, and by the way, it, you know, it turns out Cuomo, of course, put this group together and, you know, mm-hmm. he, 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 he denied it for years, but there was a lot of evidence that he put it together and he would always support their fucking decision. Right. He's, he protected yeah. them until the day after he had that debate with Cynthia Nixon <clears throat> and she called him out on it. And the next day they just, they disbanded. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, look what I got them to do. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're so fucking slimy. Such a Such fucking greaseball. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, that's 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 some good news, uh, obviously. But, uh, you know, there was also news. La- we, we haven't been in a few weeks, but uh, this is even before this California poll came out. And I'm sure this goes double now. But Obama uh, was telling AIDS privately that he will not interfere in the Democratic primary. Unless Bernie Sanders, it looks like Bernie Sanders is going to win, uh, and then he'll uh, interject to stop him, basically. There's a political article that was uh, detailing. It, w- it was very detailed on like what Obama thinks of everybody, and it was actually pretty funny because he shit on every candidate including joe biden like he just like was like yeah this guy this person fucking sucks you know kamala harris sucks joe biden i don't know what the fuck he's like but you know and and it made it clear though that he's made it clear to staffers that like he will not get involved in the primary unless burn it looks like bernie's gonna win and then he's gonna make sure to stop him you know basically just like he did for dnc chair yep Nope, that's exactly what he did. You know, Keith Ellison, yeah. uh, you know, had the support of of Bernie voters, had the support of Hillary people. Like he was, a, he was a compromise candidate. He was moderately better than than what they've had before. I well, way better than what they. I mean, they had fucking Debbie Wasserman Schultz and Donna Brazile, right. two proven cheaters. But um, but he would have been a you know he would have been a better DNC chair, and he had support from both sides of the aisle because he was a Hillary delegate and he was a Bernie supporter. Um, and Obama's like, nope, not good enough. He's going to be too fucking too much of an actual Democrat, uh, need to step in and put this, this, uh, just, you know, a sack of fucking sentient bones. Tom Perez. I think he really has that much sway other than just like maybe with black voters to, to say, well, I can just wave a magic wand and stop Bernie with my words. Unfortunately, he still, he has a lot of sway. I think with the Democratic base, he's still very popular. But I still think if he said, "Hey, you know, Bernie Bernie Sanders is uh, not not a good candidate. You should uh, support my my good friend Joe Biden. Uh, he, you know, he, he served me very well as vice president." Uh, he could come out and say that, and I think it would actually have almost the Hillary effect, where it would actually help Bernie because even though people have a positive view of of Obama. Those same people, when polled, and it's a fascinating metric, but you, and you look at a couple polls where this happens, positive view of Obama think that the next Democratic president should go way farther than Obama. 
So they're not fucking hearing right. that shit. They're not hearing like and and my question was, was somewhat rhetorical because I think we all know that Obama does have a lot of sway. It's just that like who is he really going to put his support behind that it would that, help yeah. them that much? Like uh, Biden gets like a, a tiny bump out of it where people are like yeah that we okay that we hear you Obama we love you but like yeah Joe. Ugh. <laughs> Can you get can you get Pete Buttigieg's uh, uh, black vote percentage from like three percent to four percent? Maybe I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't even think he's hitting that. Yeah. No, I know. I, I, I'm giving him a ton of credit that oh. he'll have mended fences to to get all the way up to three yeah, percent that, nationally. That's like, a, that's like a six percent margin of error right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, margin of error plus or minus three percent. Um, but. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I, he's he's a fucking arrogant douchebag, and he's really shown his true colors since he left the. I mean, we we knew who he was for the eight yeah. years he was president, but um, he's really taken the mask off to the point where it's just like, no, I'm a Republican. I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a I'm a sycophant to the billionaires, which which I am soon to become. You know, he's well on his way. He's got hundreds of millions of dollars that he didn't have uh, before leaving office. He's gotten you know, money from Netflix for a fucking content production. I mean, it's preposterous. Like, th- what the fuck does he know about producing, you know, movies and TV shows other than, like, it, it's... Probably as it, much as Jay-Z knows about producing content for the NFL, but, you know, that won't yeah, stop either exactly. one of them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly. a clout thing. It's a clout thing for these companies to say, oh, look, we got Jay-Z, we got Obama. Like, um, and yeah, and he's raking in the dough, uh, doing speeches for banks. Literally, the first public appearance he made was a fucking million dollar speech for for a wall street uh investment firm it's like he just doesn't give a fuck so did you uh, see uh just real quick to touch on the the, the jay-z nfl thing that um the, that link you sent me was great i don't read a lot of vox stuff but uh one of the partner organizations that jay-z hooked the nfl up with was some like inner city help black kids get out of trouble and you know do good things it's yeah. run by some like like right wing Trump supporter woman. Oh like her favorite. Oh, the thing, one who cuts the dreads. Yeah, her favorite thing is to like <laughs> cut the dreads off of black boys and tell them like now they're on the like straightened path or some religious uh-huh, bullshit. Uh-huh. And it's some like, oh, really this is, racist this is who shit. fucking Jay Z hooked the NFL up with? Is this fucking crazy right wing bitch? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. he's 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 a fuck. He's a fucking millionaire married to a billionaire or near billionaire. Uh, and he that's who that's that's his class. That's his that's his race. That's yeah. who he belongs. That's the group he belongs to is is the fucking oligarch class. Like he's not yeah. a representative of the black of the black community. Like he's so far away from his fucking roots. Jay-Z's uh, it, response to uh, Jay-Z's response to, to people talking about Fred Hampton was, well, how can I help poor people if I'm not rich? <laughs> I think Fred Hampton has an answer for you on that one, uh, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so, yeah he's, he's pathetic he's fucking pathetic i mean he, he like this is somebody who claimed that he was like but like friends with kaepernick and he was in support of him and he says oh no we're past we're past the kaepernick thing like we're you know that's that that's solved now uh and, and he's basically like out there kind of like semi scolding kaepernick for like the, he's like oh well he just wanted to do a publicity it's like you're so fucking gross dude like it's so it's so it's so gross. I, I hope Kaepernick, like when he actually does like a public like you know speaking event, calls him out for that because it's like fuck you, like you got your money. That's all you cared about. You never mm-hmm. cared about my cause. I'm see. I mean, literally, Kaepernick did a fucking tryout for t- for all thirty two NFL teams. Looked like a million bucks. Looked better than half the quarterbacks in the league right now. 
And the only person to get signed out of that was like the undrafted wide receiver that was catching his passes during that, like literally from during that workout. <laughs> that guy got signed by the Jaguars last week. Kaepernick still not on a team, despite the fact that, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I, I could go through the list of pathetic NFL quarterbacks, but I won't, I won't bore you, but it, it's just, yeah, it's preposterous. But anyway, um, where were we? Bernie, uh, Obama will step in to stop it. Oh, so, you know, in, in other uh, stop Bernie news or, or shit on Bernie news, <laughs> uh, Hillary Clinton came out of her, her fucking hobbit hole uh, in Chappaqua to, to go on Howard Stern uh, uh, to talk with another millionaire about about how uh, the, the evil Russians, you know, destroyed her presidency and, and her life and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and she mentioned Bernie uh, and, you know, she... So she's talking about uh, how, you know, well, obviously the Russians uh, just wanted to help Trump. You know, they, 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 they said from the get-go, they, they can't stand me. They're going to help Trump. And, and listen to how she drops Bernie's name in here casually to just put in the back of people's heads the association Bernie Sanders and Russia. So I'm going to play the audio clip and we're, we'll, we'll, we'll chat about it. But this is one of the grossest, you know, outward expressions of anti-Bernie bullshit from her uh, that I've heard. So here, I'll play it. Like, hey. Let's do everything we can to elect Donald Trump. I mean, that's, those, those are quotes. Those are taken, words they Those said. are words yeah. that taken, and also said Bernie Sanders, but, you know, that's another, for another day. Do we day. hate Bernie Sanders? What? Do we hate Bernie Sanders? No, I don't hate anybody. Bernie could have endorsed you quicker uh, he after you He him. hurt me. There's no doubt about it. He hurt me. But going back to the indictments, because that's right. what's really important. Have you ever spoken to Bernie about that? No. No. You haven't I mean, talked to him? I don't talk to him. Yeah, I mean, we did when he finally endorsed me and all that. But and you're he, upset with him? No, I'm disappointed. Disappointed. Okay. okay. So, and, and I hope he doesn't do it again to whoever gets the nomination. Right. Once is enough. We yeah. got, we have to, yeah, things are very we have to join right forces yes. and, you know, people could speculate and, and have some good reason to speculate about how bad it might be with uh, Trump in the white house. Now we know there's no guesswork. We know this fucking deranged lunatic, I, you know, it, <laughs> I hope he doesn't do it again to whoever wins. It's just no, no, even, thought given to the fact that the, this person it who's might be in, him actually yeah yeah and maybe it, you should shut the fuck up well the just, last time what, she was interviewed why? she said why she, that why? she she knew who the nominee was going to be yeah and that's why she knew that bernie was going to have to eventually drop out and, and, and endorse that person so we it's really... like she she just can't even hide how much she thinks that you know she knows that the, the strings are going to be pulled bernie sanders fucking campaigned for Hillary Clinton 41 times before the November election 41 fucking times including I something like like 20 or like it was like some like crazy like 15 uh, uh rallies in like six days or some crazy thing like that towards the end of the uh election went to all the states where she wouldn't set foot in Wisconsin Michigan because she was so unpopular that setting foot uh in those states would have further tanked her poll numbers in those states went and campaigned for her in those states that he won in the primaries and she still couldn't get over the fucking finish line. Right. This, this ungrateful motherfucker. She's such an arrogant. It's just unbelievable. It's like a bridge troll of a person. Just, she's just the worst. The worst. Like she's comically bad. Like she's like an SNL sketch of like, just what a crappy fucking arrogant politic. Like I, I just, <laughs> I don't know who I actually posted it, but somebody, somebody from Bernie's campaign posted this letter that she sent Bernie. I actually want to read it quick because I have the contents of it here. Um, 
Dear Bernie, thanks so much for campaigning on my behalf in Ohio, New Hampshire, Michi- uh, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, Maine, Pennsylvania, and Colorado. <laughs> what a tour. Uh, I remain, and this was in like a month or so, uh, the span. Uh, I remain so deeply grateful for your commitment to the future that we want to build together. There has never been a more important election in our lifetimes. As you know so well, it's not just my name on the ballot. It's who we are as a country. It's our values, blah, blah, blah. It's our future in America. We respect and lift each other up. And blah. Uh, The end is in sight, so let's keep fighting for the next 22 days, and let's prove that we are truly stronger together. Onward. Uh, with warm regards to you and Jane, I am Hillary. And then at the bottom, she hand wrote, thanks for all your help. So, you know, but he heard her, you know. Yeah, the selective amnesia is strong. It, it, it's it's just unbelievable. The fucking, I, I, I wish I had that quote, but there was that great quote in that Politico article from the, um, from the, the, when Politico ran that article that was planted by Hillary's people about how Bernie flew on par- private jets during the primary. The one that she got for him to go to her events. To that go to her great. fucking campaign, right? Yeah, exactly. And there was one of his staffers was like, the Clinton people are the most ungrateful motherfuckers I've ever come across in my, you know, 30 years of Washington experience. It was some great quote like that. But, um, yeah, I, it just, you know. She's not a relevant person. I just bring it up because I just can't fucking help. She's, and you know, Howard Stern has an audience of millions of people. And he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He doesn't follow politics. Like, he just, whatever he hears on, on you think so? News, I, I assume he just, he parrots. Like, you know. I, I think that, you know, he knows what he's doing to the extent where he knows she can't help herself. And he knows that if he kind of prods her a little bit, she can't not say a shitty thing about Bernie. Right. And I think he kind of like we're talking about it now. Right. So clearly he knows what he's doing to get her to say some shit. Right. Um, and there's there's she something interesting. To, she, yeah. No, yeah, of course not. He knows that. Right. Uh, but she also, you know, she she's constantly scapegoating and playing the victim. Right. Even when it's not appropriate. Now, you know, one, one of the things you you learn uh, you know, if you're kind of from the, the Saul Alinsky school of politics is, you know, never let your enemy know that they've wounded you. Now, we know Bernie didn't hurt Hillary. Hillary hurt Hillary. Right. But even if, you know, because we, we know how much the media is trying to black out Bernie. Right. Uh, does he acknowledge it? A little bit. A little bit. He kind of lets like, yeah, like I know they're trying to do that. Well, but he never really acknowledges to the extent that is, a, you know, a harm to him. Yeah. And he knows that, like, that's, you know, you don't give your enemy the satisfaction of knowing how much it's affected you. So even in her brain, she probably thinks that Bernie hurt her, you know, because she's just so deranged that she she's thinks... She's an egomaniac, like, yeah. A, of course, a guy she, who, she, she who totally was on that. tour, uh, <clears throat> you know, flying around the country to, to desperately try to save her from how shitty she was, that it's actually his fault, you know? Well, uh, she didn't did, win, and it was hers to win. It was her, <laughs> it was her job, and, right. and she didn't win, thereby... It's got to be somebody's fault, and it can't be her own fault. So, right, exactly. And it just—it shows how little sense she has about what you project about what was done to you. Because saying, "Oh, it was all these other people that hurt me," doesn't make her look any better. You know, it, it's not like yeah. she's like like rallying the troops to be like, "Okay, you know what? Uh, you know, they had us in the first, but we're going to give them in the second quarter yeah. or second half." You know, <laughs> like, not going to lie, I thought we had them in the first. Uh, it, it's just, I can't it's believe like this person no... didn't inspire people to go to the polls with yeah with messaging <laughs> right. like that. It's unbelievable. I told you, Pokemon go to the polls. Guess you don't like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah but yeah, she said that. she has like fault. no fucking sense about how to frame things in a way that makes her look like she really was the victor and not just this fake victim. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's just pathetic. And at this point, the only reason to keep talking about her is because she keeps getting. 
platform to millions of people to to spread this bullshit and to poison the well uh, amongst the the small percentage of people in the Democratic Party who still listen to her. So it's it's unfortunate. Right. Um, anytime but the, this unfortunately, shit happens, the but. media is giving her, you know, they're legitimizing her messages and they're so yep. fucking toxic. CNN actually um, posted about her interview today and it said that like Hillary. Let me see. It was like Hillary destroys Bernie or something like that. And I was like, are you going to be fucking kidding me? Yeah. It was destroys in all caps. <laughs> ben yeah, Shapiro like, oh, style. No. Yeah, Hillary Clinton absolutely destroyed Bernie Sanders in her Howard Stern interview, CNN, two hours ago. I mean, even 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 if you were a Hillary supporter, that's objectively just a ridiculous headline. If you watch that clip, it's like, absurd on its, it's face. Yeah. Like she absolutely did not do that, and also like facts don't agree with her. So you yeah. know, we need to stop debating her fucking imagination all the goddamn time. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I guarantee when she says things like, well, I, you know, I, I have a pretty good idea who the nominee is going to be. And, uh, oh, Birdie needs to endorse whoever the nominee is. Like, she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. She's pretending as though she has insider information. Uh, it, it's wishful thinking on her part to pretend as though she still is authoritative. She doesn't well, know it's fucking people, shit. But, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm of two minds back because number one, I think like, oh, maybe she is trying to, you know, pull a convention coup. But number two, even if she's not. She loves trading off of the fact that she had power and was about to attain power. So by acting like she's in the know and she knows what's going on and she's still like in the ears of all these top presidential candidates, that's the only way to sustain her fucking disgusting uh, cycle of of taking in corrupt money to her different foundations and to her stupid fucking fail daughters, uh, you know, enterprises and like all of these right. things. She has to pretend that she it, she's she's a fucking clout shark. She has to pretend that she's important to keep making this money because she has no uh, usable skills in the real world, sure. and she's right. used to a really opulent lifestyle uh it's, she hasn't driven herself fucking, in 40 fucking uh, years like that that little bald weasel on uh cnnbc who uh claimed like the day after Brian the stelter yeah the 2008 housing market crash he was like nobody could have foreseen this and like they like, cut <laughs> cut together like a montage oh, oh jim kramer jim kramer yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. even fun. though he had like a ton Huge of people bang. on his on his show in the last year that predicted it was going to happen he's like nobody could have foreseen this and then he's Stewart. like still Gets gets paid like six figures to be like, well, I know totally what's going to happen next. It's like Hillary Clinton wants yeah, to and, pretend and to be that guy. Yeah, and he's a fucking clown. Like that. And by the way, if people that haven't seen it, they should look up John Stewart absolutely eating his fucking lunch uh, <laughs> when he invited him on the Daily Show, and he just called him out for lying to people about the stock market for years and like causing the economic crisis. Basically, <laughs> it's really good. Um, I really fucking miss him having a television show. Oh, me but, too. Uh, yeah, just God. Uh, and he's the only one that like like people like your mom would watch probably like he 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 could he he was like right on a lot of stuff but he could also speak to like the liberals who would watch cable news because they found him funny and charming and he would actually get like good messages through to them occasionally mm-hmm. you know like that was his utility I think. Um, <sighs> But, now he's just yeah. running a vegan a- animal sanctuary and growing a beard. No, he's still do? doing good shit. Like you know, <laughs> it, it, it's societally, but the, the the fucking moron that they got to replace him is just destroying yeah. any goodwill that that show encumbered in the twenty years that he hosted it. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, that's all the Bernie news we have. Uh, oh, and one other quick thing I wanted to mention before we got out of here. Um, so B- Michael Bloomberg officially entered the race since the last time we recorded um pretty hilarious you know we we speculated on it already he uh 
said that he's not going to be accepting any uh, campaign contributions, which, you know, uh, immediately you would think, well, then he shouldn't be eligible for any of the debates. I'm sure the DNC will change rules to allow him to be in a debate. Right. Um, but this is he's such a fucking out of touch like billionaire moron that he thinks that that's a, a message that's going to resonate with people because this in his idiot brain some consultant was like oh no then you could say that you're not corrupted because you're not taking any contributions it's like no fucking dummy people know that you're not taking contributions because you're a billionaire and you're going to try to buy the office like you're fucking special you're a you're a walking special interest like every thing you own is a special interest you're a fucking billionaire you have a million different you own your own fucking news company like the the whole idea of grassroots funding is that you're accountable to the people when you don't take contributions you're accountable to nobody you can do whatever the fuck you want you can get in there and be a king like you you don't have any you know it, it, it's it's just such a wrong-headed uh idiotic thing that i would expect no less of from the guy who you know his two signature uh legislative proposals or legislative victories during his time as uh, New York City mayor, were uh, stop and frisk, which was an extremely racist uh, criminal justice policy, and he's had to apologize for it, and uh, banning large sodas. So, you know, really, really the visionary that we need to save us from this climate crisis and the economic crisis and the, every other fucking crisis you can imagine. So There was a, an eternal uh, memo at the uh, Bloomberg magazine newspaper, I don't know, the website, whatever, uh, amongst their senior editors about how they would um, cover or not cover uh, their candidate. And they basically were kind of like, the, it started kind of sounding official, like, well, we're going to have to, you know, go on a case-by-case basis of each thing, and by and large, we just won't cover him. And then at the end of the day, though, we just, we're not going to, you know, we'll just do it. <laughs> it was like the, just the weirdest pivot from we have to have standards to we'll have to evaluate it on a case-by-case basis to we'll just print whatever the public lets us get away with printing <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So, but um, I mean, outside of the fact that they're like a, a mainstream publication, who the fuck like reads, watches, listens to, I don't even know where, where you can find it, but who consumes Bloomberg news? Like I've never met anyone. who's like, Oh yeah, I get all my news from Bloomberg. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's such like, a, it's like, such like a, <laughs> it, it's basically like wall street journal or uh, Forbes, you know, wherever you like once, Every few months, I'll see an article. For shit it's, it's really good about, like, you know, public transportation or climate change on, like, Forbes yeah. magazine. I'm like, that's fucking weird, because you wouldn't, you know, you think they're all a bunch of you know, billionaire climate change deniers. Uh, you know, it happens once in a while, but it's just, it's it's like, and then, you know, th- there's the whole uh, Citizen Kane aspect, where the whole premise of Citizen Kane is here's this guy who comes up in the world of, of uh, you know, being a journalist and then owning a newspaper and wanting to use his newspaper for good, not evil, and then uses it for evil. And then yeah. he dies miserable and alone. And it's like, here come, every fucking billionaire newspaper magnate thinks like, no, I'm not going to be like those other guys. I'm going to be good. And it's like, they, they fucking made a movie about people like you and how you all think you're going to be good and you, how all of you fucking fail. <laughs> and they, and they, all, they still keep missing the point. Jeff Bezos, I'm sure, thinks the same shit when he bought the Washington Post. He was like, oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run this paper and I'm going to bring it back to its glory days of, you know, printing the Panama or printing the... Uh, uh, the uh, the Ellsberg bit, the uh, the fucking Pentagon Papers, Pentagon Papers, um, uh, you know, and blah blah blah. Uh, 
despite the fact that they were extremely tepid and you know in a lot of ways during that process too but still it's still, oh, no no like they wouldn't do it they wouldn't do it until mike Ravel read it into the congressional record he had to put yeah. his life and career on a line before any of these fucking free presses would dare actually yeah. publish it yeah uh which gets totally left out of that movie the post which tries to make them look like the heroes that you know defied yeah. the uh fbi and the cia to publish it but whatever um by the way, have you guys heard of that new movie on Amazon? I haven't watched it yet. The Report, which is like about the CIA torture report. No, I heard about <sighs> it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've, I've heard um, uh, one, one of our comrades uh, on her show, uh, Brooke Hines, was talking about it. And I, I guess she's seen it already and had, was singing its praises. And uh, it goes into, you know, this, this report about torture and why we couldn't, quote unquote, couldn't prosecute anyone in the CIA for torture. And. Uh, I, I, get, I guess it kind of gets into the, the, the nitty-gritty about, you know, why torture doesn't work. And it's like, well, if well, you look at what the torture is supposed to do, which is get false confessions as a you know pretext for illegal war, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. <laughs> because when well, you're the, tortured, you'll say anything the torturer wants you to. Yeah. And the movie uh, focuses mostly on the, the actual torture report, which was put together by, you know, the Senate Oversight Committee and this guy, Daniel Jones. Uh, who's played by Kylo Ren in the movie, by uh, Adam Driver in the movie. And um, uh, apparently it's really good. Apparently it really goes into the Obama administration's efforts to stymie uh, the Senate report. But it's it's a fucking crazy story. I was listening to uh, Scahill's podcast, uh, Intercepted, today, mm. and he interviewed the real Daniel Jones. Um, and he was telling the story, and I've never really heard this story. This is, you know, this was kind of like a you really had to follow it closely to know the details. But, um, you know, the, the, the CIA broke into the Senate offices. Uh, they, for number one, they hacked into their computers, which is a cyber crime. And, you know, this what they accused the Senate of doing, which was the total opposite. But there's actually but Dan Jones is like, oh, no, we had actual physical evidence that they broke into our offices to try to, uh, you know, seize all of this evidence we had. And they, they it was a constant effort by Obama's uh, CIA to stymie this report. Because it would have been embarrassing for them. Leon Panetta and all these motherfuckers. John Brennan was like, yeah. you know. So I actually am interested to see it because supposedly it does shine the light on all the people who who did wrong. And this is um, on Amazon Prime. Wh- that's is- the fucking crazy thing. <laughs> yeah. I, it's got to be a psyop so that people go, oh, well, I guess uh, the CIA don't control uh, the Washington Post because, you know, Jeff Bezos owns right. Amazon and they put this movie at. I, I guarantee you it's it like it just doesn't a- go far enough where it's like not telling you like the entire story about everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I just mistrust everything. Like, like if if there's a good thing on Amazon Prime, I'm just like, nope, don't take the bait. Don't go, don't subscribe <laughs> to that shit. You're gonna get no. Don't subscribe. Gonna... I mean, pirate it. I you know, I'm, I fully, <laughs> I fully endorse pirating this movie. But uh, and I'll send you a pirated copy. You know, once I once I get it. But um, it, I I really do think if it's if it's a truthful movie and it actually does go after the right people, it was probably produced just so they can have use it as plausible di- deniability when people accuse them of colluding with the CIA, uh, you know, in the Washington Post and all of Bezos's other fucking enterprises. Maybe. I, I kind of just want to see it because of that three-point perspective shot of uh, John Hamm saying, democracy is messy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it Isn't looks that, good. I mean, you know, Adam Driver's <laughs> fucking great. I, I, I think he's the best part of the new Star Wars trilogy. Like yeah, acting wise, yeah. character wise, you, you gotta go. Um, you gotta watch uh, Adam Driver in that Jim Jarmusch film where Adam Driver plays a bus driver. Um, in a the film's called Patterson, Typecasting. takes place in 
Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah, and most Jim Jarmusch films are like they're not about anything and nothing happens, and you're just kind of like, eh, that was dumb. Uh, nothing happens in this movie either, but it's just this very sublime kind of poetic uh, slice of life in a way that is oddly satisfying. So if you haven't seen like that cinema film, verite type shit. No, no, it's not cinema verite. It's just. It's like he's driving a bus around, and two people get on the bus, and they have a conversation, and he kind of like overhears it and smiles once in a while, and the two kids that think they're the only two anarchists in all Patterson, New Jersey, are sort of pontificating about what it means to be an anarchist, uh, and he just kind of like overhears and smiles, and that's it. And there's oh. just like a collection of scenes kind of like that, and it's Fair really um, it's a really moving film, actually. Yeah. No, good actor. But um, yeah, anyway... Um. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that 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 looks interesting but uh yeah so uh i think we've covered everything i wanted to hit on uh you know joe biden did a couple of dumb things this week i don't really feel the need to go into them in detail but needless to say uh he told a uh uh immigration activist that he should vote for trump when when he was asked a simple question about how his immigration policy would uh unfold his administration and he uh challenged uh or he called a guy um who today who asked him about his son working for uh, an energy company despite the fact that he has no uh knowledge about you know energy or ukraine or anything like that uh called him a damn liar and then challenged him to a push-up contest so things are going great over at uh biden just, just to clarify sure. biden called this voter a damn liar yeah and then called Implied him he was fat, fat. <laughs> right he started to say fatso and then he stopped himself <laughs> Right, so he just said, "Hey, fat!" Like, and then he stopped, and then he said something about like how he's not sedentary. Yeah, the way that this guy, yeah, so implying that yeah, this guy's a sedentary fat yeah, fuck who sits imagine on his couch if and Bernie, watches Fox News. Uh, was confronted by, and not, it's not like the guy was saying like the guy prefaced what he was saying about Hunter Biden by saying like, "Look, I know that like what Trump was doing was like way fucking worse, but you got to admit, your son not knowing anything about energy, getting this job on this you know Ukrainian Energy Commission." Kind of also bullshit. It wasn't like his question was out of line, right? right. And then, then Biden was just like, "You're a you're a damn you liar, man." Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine if Bernie had said, "You're a damn liar, man," to anybody about anything. It was just at so sad events. and childish, man. It's because he can't. It's because it's his son, and he gets upset. But you know, your son's a fucking cokehead. Like, what do you want? Like, your son's a fucking crack crackhead. <laughs> yeah, he was he was doing crack in a, yeah. in a like a New York City like like strip club. Like, right. it just fuck. What do you what do you want, dude? Like. Your son's a fucking piece of shit, like, and, you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So it was so, really funny because when he said that and he tried to, like, call him all these insults, I just thought of my little brother because we're 10 years apart. And when he was, like, I don't, I don't know, probably like three or four, his tantrums <clears> used to be, like, it's calling everybody stupid, ugly, and fat and then screaming and running out of the room. <laughs> so I was like... <laughs> I'm going to actually send him a message about it after, but he he used to say that to me, nice. my brother, and my mom all the time. He never said it to my dad, but so he used to say it to us all the time. It was so funny. Well, well he knew better to say it to your dad, apparently. But would he, <laughs> he call, like, would he rotate it where he would call, like, all of you one of those three things? Or was it always just like, you're stupid, you're ugly, and you're fat? And it was like, you're, you're stupid, ugly, and fat, and I hate you. And then he would scree like screech <laughs> and run out of the room. <laughs> so all of you would get all three. Right? Oh, yeah, all of it. <laughs> um, but it was really funny because I, I thought of that. And then also like hit 
it's like the liberal condescension. Like P- Pelosi can't help herself either. As soon uh-huh. as she starts to get heckled by like any protesters. Oh, did you see her today? Oh, or, she just gets yesterday? so angry and so nasty. And she's like, just stop it. <laughs> Be quiet. It's like. Yeah. Well, th- yesterday she was asked, like she was doing an, an interview or she did like the her fucking uh, official announcement of articles of impeachment. And, you know, of course, total fucking Christmas. was today, this morning. Was that today? I don't even remember. Yeah, I mean, I've I've watched I a lot of coverage of it. Heard it yet? Um, and and it was you know it was her typical black like this is the this is like your this is your fucking you know uh, this is your star moment where you're where you're reading out the art the the, the formal declaration of articles impeachment. And it just could not have been a more milk toast bland fucking like uh, you know hostage video type speech. But you know that's what I expect from her. And then like one right wing guy. Uh, you know, like in the in the reporter's gaggle as she was leaving, was like, "Hey, do you hate Trump?" She's like, "What?" And she's like, "He's like, do you hate Trump?" And she's like, "How? No! How? How dare you even say? I don't. I don't hate anybody. I, I was I was raised as a Christian, and I was taught to not have hate in my heart for anybody. And that's just what? How? How dare you ask me such? A, she was like, with malfunctioned. It was so fucking <laughs> like. And she started well, being like, was, well, I, you know, I, I don't so, like that Trump doesn't treat the, the 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 dreamer. Like she was trying to think of like things that Trump does bad, but she couldn't think of anything that she disagrees with him on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so funny. It was so. So was this like, oh, was on uh, cable news nonstop today, right? Yeah. Uh, to to show how you know even keeled she is that she doesn't have any hate in her heart. She's just religious and only opposes Trump on policy. But. And they made a huge deal about how she had already walked away from the podium. And then when somebody asked her that, oh, do you hate Trump? She stopped and walked back to the podium like, oh, she means business now. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And and then, but then she, you, she starts like pointing at the guy, the reporter who asked her that, you know, kind of bullshit question. Like, do you hate Trump? Like, that's a bullshit question. He was question. a right-wing guy, but whatever. It's like uh, a dumb question. And she's yeah. pointing at him, but not with her pointer finger, but with all of her hand. Her palm is like flat. <laughs> Like, imagine a Nazi salute, but, like, on a downward angle. And she's thrusting her hand forward. Like, how dare you do Just did, real reptile but, but shit. Like, yeah. And then she, like, like puts, she makes a fist. And then she turns, like, raises her fist and rotates her fist, almost like she's about to, like, look at a watch on her on her wrist, right? It was but so she doesn't bizarre. look at it. And then she just kind of, like, turn, like rotates her wrist the other way and then opens her palm. And then, like, what is she doing with her hand? Like, she, like her brain can't. You know, I get she might be flustered, like on a real, like actual personal level. Maybe she's flustered, well, she, yeah. right? But it, like, she's just like the gears just are turning and then stopping and trying backing up and turning again, and her body is like convulsing. Speaker such of a the house, weird ladies way. and gentlemen. Yeah, and, and I get it. You know, bullshit question. You do want to distinguish between personal feelings and professional. You know, like I, I think he should be impeached for a lot of things beyond just. You know, people like why couldn't you fucking impeach him for putting kids in cages? You know, like why wasn't that? Yeah, a thing really, you're, you're, uh, because she uh, was. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I but she couldn't criticize him on any of that shit because it was, just, it was a continuation of the Bush Obama doctrine, and she of can't course, criticize him for that because then it'll be like, oh well, why did you support Obama when he did it? Well, she gave more right. money to defense, ICE, like spying, everything. So of course she doesn't disagree with those things. So yeah. she can't bring it up. Yeah, and, and it's it's just like I don't know what her fucking malfunction is. It she clearly can't yeah. speak in public, but but no, I mean if you were challenged in that situation, you'd be like, hey, fuck you, like like that would have been your that would have been your off the cuff, you know, like whatever, and then you would have like you know kept going. Like she just can't 
communicate. She does oh, not have I, like without a person. skipping a beat. If a reporter asked me that and I was a speaker house, I would have been like, I don't hate Trump, but I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like walked off stage. Man, no, well, I mean to, to um, their credit. Right now, I think it is great that they are pushing to to like rush this impeachment uh, 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 committee thing, going from the initial inquiry into this um, justice committee phase, and then get it into an actual trial phase as quick as possible. I know that it's going to mean that like Bernie and Warren are taken off the campaign trail. They have to be there every day for it. So you know, I guess it's like Biden's time to shine then because <laughs> he doesn't have to be there. Um, oh my God! The more he course, talks, the better it is. I know, right? Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Let him do it. Uh, but but I th- I do think that like you know the, the Democrats. I I thought they were gonna fuck this up a million times, and now I'm kind of just like, oh, they're really pushing to like do it quick, which is not what I expected. And I I'm kind of glad they're doing that because uh, the Republicans the Republicans are now shitting their pants with like whoa 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 slow it down slow it down slow it down. And you of course remember how much Republicans wanted to slow it down when they were trying to confirm Brett Kavanaugh, which. Of course, they weren't. They were trying to rush that, right? So the way to get things actually done is to push it and push it and push it every fucking day. Um, And I know that yet, like, yes, it is a distraction from other real issues, but like, you know, like like Rashida Tlaib said, like, impeach the motherfucker. Fucking do it. You know, if you're going to do something, do it. And she should have done this three years ago, and I I don't think it's a coincidence that's happening. And I I still have, like, as much as she's uh, incompetent in a lot of ways, I think think she's very machiavellian when it comes to stopping the left um and i would sure. not be shocked at all if she's trying to maximize uh the hurt to bernie's campaign and even warren's campaign because even warren's too far left for her despite the fact that she plays ball with those fucking idiots oh i'm constantly. sure i'm yeah. sure but i don't think that like just them having to be there for several weeks they, you know i, I no, don't know I, they, I think the they think that'll kill take, their campaigns but, i don't think it will but you know it, right. it certainly won't kill Bernie's. Bernie will just have his surrogates go out and fucking tear the house down for him for a couple <laughs> weeks. And then Biden will continue yeah. to tank his own campaign, you know, ditto for Buttigieg. And then they'll come yeah. back and, you know, kill it. But <laughs> it'll just be like, like, it'll be the news was just going to be, uh, you know, uh, um, the the subpoena trial footage and then Biden out there by himself just like come on man let's do some push-ups <laughs> this yeah, challenging be. people to fucking push-up contest Bernie will be uh, it'll be Bernie sitting grumpily in the Senate having to listen to this bullshit when he knows nobody's gonna yeah. vote to him and he'll be like the only one actually taking notes out of everyone there you know like Bernie's like the only one that'll take his job seriously do they actually get to like I don't I, I was very young for the Bill Clinton do they do all the senators get to question or get to get to speak basically during this trial or they just have to fucking sit there if basically. they want to yeah if they want to they can because i because he's fucking great when he gets to cross-examine people like remember him during all the confirmation hearings where he actually got to you know cross-examine people he fucking killed it every time like that's his oh he did one yeah. of his what like low-key strengths is like actual examination of of you know People, especially with Gina Haspel, he fucking destroyed her. Yeah, but that's oh because God. his questions have substance. Yeah, like he's exactly. not he's not just sitting there like trying to, you know, get like a flowery like monologue in and then, you know, have some people be like, Oh, they they owned her or, or they owned him yeah. or whatever. He doesn't have pre prepared lines. He just no. has questions he genuinely wants the fucking answer to. Right. And, and he knows that it's gonna put them on the spot. Yeah. And great follow up too, which is right. which is not something that those rehearsed. That's not Kamala Harris has a million fucking rehearsed lines and not a single good follow up. You know, Booker like, too. Yeah, Booker too, exactly. But yeah, no, I mean Kamala, that whole um, I remember the line, but she had that, the, you know, th- that girl was me during the first debate talking about the busing thing. 
uh, people thought that was like an offhanded thing. She had T-shirts already made and ready for sale on her website. Yep. The night of the debate. So it was like she went in with that pre-planned line. For the record, I can speak on behalf of the human race that nobody thought that was an off-a-cuff remark. Everybody thought that was pre <laughs> No, I know, but it's just exactly. so, it's just so like, yeah. yeah, it's so gross. Or no, what was that other horrible fucking pre, oh, that like when people were arguing and she interrupted and she's like, people don't want to hear, hear us having a food fight. People want to hear how we're going to help put food on the table or whatever. Like that just... Oh, cringe to the fucking max. We're going to really miss her. She was a great, great candidate. Just really top, oh, top tier candidate, yeah. Kamala. Um, and and I, I love that her dropping out has even more broken uh, Nate Silver's brain where he's just like, I don't understand. I don't understand. She was so lectable. She was so lectable. Her lectability ratings were off the charts. <laughs> oh, God. He's, yeah, he's, he's looking more meltdown. like the dude, like the pedo from uh, Subway every single day. Oh, yeah. yeah oh no, their, their, their merger is going to be complete <laughs> soon. These oh, Jared Fogel's got hair. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. God. Well, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that I think we've covered everything this week. Um yeah, so we'll, again, we'll be back to a regular schedule this week. Mandalorian will have uh, episodes four and five. Uh, we'll be covering uh, on Tuesday. Our Watchmen review will be out on Monday. Uh, last week was fucking insane. Uh, I'm sure this week is going to be ten times more insane considering the preview. I won't spoil it for people that aren't, people that aren't up to date. But uh, yeah, Tools. some shit's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and, we know we, uh, we know you've been busy, so uh, we, we were hoping at some I point Jules might. Eventually. <laughs> yeah. Well, we only, we only got two more episodes to, to catch up, but yeah. um, possibly we'll see what happens. Yeah. So um, that that's going to be nuts. So that'll be up on Monday night. Um, and yeah. So if you want to support the show, uh, easiest way to do that: rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us and share out the show from SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com/slash/MoveLeft. Um, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash move left idiots, Patreon. If you want to support the show that way, patreon.com slash move left, uh, merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left merch. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. I'm on Twitter at smug collector with an ER, not an OR. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter at spicy socialista. We'll see you guys next week.